and here's to another episode of the story of my life i'm doing exactly what i set out to accomplish which is airing two episodes of my show in the same week a seemingly impossible task but with the one and only god and the great heavens above nothing is impossible sorry just had to bring up a slight reference to my faith and a mini joke i guess you can say anyway here's your hostess guess who sarah adewalu i know i have been talking so much about my experiences at the ywca so far but i promise you this show is not just gonna be about that there's so much more i want to talk about on this show but i have to do it episode by episode slowly and surely getting there i like talking about my time working at the ywca because it's one of the most positive things i can think of talking about so far um there's actually something more serious and unfortunate that i need to talk about on this show as well but i do not want to spoil it right now that's why i want to keep it positive for now and a positively random fact today is my dad's birthday yeah that's right birthdays are definitely worth celebrating no matter what anybody tells you it's important to celebrate the fact that you've been added another year to your life and that you made it to see another year in your life not necessarily that you're getting older which it means and that that may suck but still it's still worth celebrating i know i said this before in the previous ywca episode where i talked about one of my co-workers this guy whose birthday was four days after mine and he says he usually doesn't do much of anything for his birthday i mean he is a nice fella and all but it's like how you not do anything at all for your birthday the fact that you're here to see another year in your life is indeed something worth celebrating like i don't understand how you don't consider that a big deal like i'm not knocking this guy or anything but I'm just stating the facts and addressing those of you out here, out there who claim that you also don't generally do anything for your birthday. It's like WTF, it's your special day. Go treat yourself, go freaking spoil yourself. You deserve it for that one day in the year. Anyway, that's my personal take on it. And speaking of which, I just talked briefly about this guy whom i already talked so much about in the previous part of this episode so i won't do it again for this part um i already said what i needed to say about this guy um so now we are moving on to one of my favorite co-workers who happens to be the behavior specialist <clears throat> I know I may have previously talked about her before, um, but I'll talk again about the behavior specialist. So at the YWCA, they have someone who sort of serves as a behavior specialist to all the campers. 
someone who sort of analyzes the behavior of campers especially if they're misbehaving and whatnot um so the main goal is to figure out why this camper is acting up and acting up can mean many things um refusing to take part in a camp activity or event you know specialist classes such as yoga and art for example etc um being disrespectful to counselors and activity specialists and you know other staff members as well like the camp managers and the assistant directors themselves um failing to get along well with other campers etc etc yeah those are the main reasons the campers would be called into the office of the behavior specialist um well for the most part those camper issues would be addressed with the camp manager and the assistant directors as a backup plan the behavior specialist would also contribute to figuring out what the hell is up with the misbehaving camper or campers the behavior specialist is an indian american young woman who according to her linkedin profile must be in her early 30s um so obviously a few years older than me i mentioned before that according to her linkedin um she has an exceptional education educational background from Rutgers getting her degree in psychology social work and stuff like that I recently connected with her on LinkedIn I think back in November or something and I think as of a few weeks ago she accepted my connection request it's great that I'm now connected with her um she's one of my most valuable connections that I really need. And let me just give myself a quick water break right here. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> um so yes, I was saying this saying before um this behavior specialist um she's actually a very sweet girl um for the most part she was amazing at her job um she was mostly very patient with the campers and one of her main roles was to go around each campers assigned classrooms and check in on us counselors and you know just sort of follow up with us and ask how our campers were behaving and if they're getting along well with each other and stuff like that he has a behavior specialist that was one of her roles um to take down notes on campers behavior and conflict if necessary she had her own office was which was a small space room occupied with books and stuff The smallness of her room makes it easier for her to see up to three campers. Uh not usually all at the same time, um but it usually depended on the situation and who the campers were. It wasn't 
always all the campers in within the same camp group. Sometimes it was different campers from different camp groups. Mostly she would see one camper at a time from a particular camp group. She would be with that camper or those campers for a minimum of 15 to 30 minutes, um, depending on what, what the situation was. And then she'd ret- have their campers returned back to their respective camper group classrooms and assigned counselors. Yeah, this girl was super awesome at her job. In certain cases, we always had to let her be the first one to know if there was a serious behavioral issue with the camper instead of just directly having that camper reported to the assistant director's office for their behavior. Um, Because in some cases, we just kind of threatened the campers, you know, if they were misbehaving with, oh, we're going to have you go sit out in the assistant director's office for so-and-so. Like, in cases like that, it was usually because a camper refused to participate in an activity or something, like an activity in one of the specialist classes, like a art project or a sports activity with the sports specialist, you know, some examples like that. So, yeah or their refusal to participate in yoga class, you know, with the yoga specialist. So yeah, that those would be the type of issues um, to be reported to the assistant directors and the camp manager, you know, for the most part in those cases. And um, as for the behavior specialist, um, she more so dealt with conflict issues like with like with campers between campers like a camper having trouble with another camper you know bullying and stuff like that yeah I mean I know it does sound a bit confusing but you know all these roles were performed interchangeably and depended on certain situations Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about her for now. Um, I have the pleasure of being connected with her on LinkedIn. I think it's a great way for us to stay connected even after camp is over. As of this past May, she's been working full-time as a behavior specialist at the YWCA. I think that's super impressive because of her background in psychology and social work according to her LinkedIn. I think social work and psychology are related interrelated fields um, not only to each other but they're also related to nursing. In a way you're still kind of caring about other people but in different ways. We definitely had the EMT nurse guy take on that role as the primary caregiver to all the campers i already talked about this dude before in a previous episode (coughs) sorry but for the most part he only treated the campers i don't think he ever really treated staff 
I think if we staff members ever want to get some, let's say, some aspirin or something from his office, we could just walk into his office and tell him what we want. But I myself never took that chance personally, and now I'm kind of wishing that I did. Because there had been a few times in which I had a headache due to the heat on some days when it was crazy humid out so I kind of wished I took the chance of asking it asking this dude if there was some aspirin or Tylenol or something that I could use to ease the pain um but anyway about this EMT guy I know I have briefly talked about him in a previous episode but um I'll try to reiterate what I said so he was the main nurse for the YWCA. I didn't really get the chance to ask him what his occupation was um, outside of the YWCA. But he was an overall great guy who was spectacular at his job. <coughs> um, he looks like he's like in his mid in his 50s or something. So he's a bit of an older fella. And um, his office was literally right next to the gym, which was pr- pretty convenient um, because if a camper ever got injured during a game or activity in the gym, his office was right next door. So they could just walk over to his office, accompanied by a counselor, of course. A counselor was always the one who accompanied their assigned camper to the nurse's office. No counselor from another camp group could take another camper outside of their own camp group to the nurse's office, the bathroom, or water, etc., etc. So, for example, in my group 1B, it was always either myself, the black girl counselor, or the Hispanic woman who took our 1B campers to the nurse when necessary. We were not authorized to take another camper from another camp group to the nurse, nor was another counselor from another camp group assigned to take any of our 1B campers to the nurse. It always, you know, had to be the assigned counselor to the assigned camper and the assigned camp group. Yeah. Um, so about this guy, he was very great at his job, especially engaging with the campers. I mentioned in the episode that he was pretty playful with the campers, always giving them high fives. His office was also located across the door that led to the field and the playground area behind the school building where the campers would go for their playground time period on their morning schedule activity. Since the school itself had a closed door policy, We always had to knock whenever we were outside so that someone from the inside could open the door for us. So, you know, that would be mostly be at the time when the playground time period was over. And so for times when we were taking our campers to the playground as a part of their activity schedule. um, So not only we would we would be ready to go back inside when 
playground was over but if you know if we just need to like come inside briefly for like either a bathroom break or a water break or you know one of the campers wanted to see this guy because they got hurt or injured at the playground and yeah there had been instances of injuries at the playground and they wanted to like see this guy in his office um so we would knock on the door and since since his office was across from the door um sometimes he would be the one to come up and answer the door for us and other times was a bit preoccupied in his office so fortunately when one of the other counselors from another group had an activity in the gym on their schedule then that camp counselor would be the one to open the door for us Mm -hmm. let me just give myself another water break i'm sorry my throat here Yeah, I know. I apologize. My throat just chooses when to be weird at times. But yeah. Yeah, anyway. um, Yeah, this guy, as I was saying, was great at treating the campers. And he was especially close to my 1B campers. He'd sometimes stop by our 1B classroom. And chill out with us, sometimes giving the campers a fun game to play, you know, such as trivia and whatnot. Um, mostly it was trivia. Um, he'd ask them random questions on all kinds of subjects, ranging from anything such as history, science, how to spell certain words, the definition of certain words, etc., etc. Like he would ask, who's the first president of the United States? You know, just... things like that yeah it was super fun and engaging and it would only be for a little while like 30 minutes um when he was in our classroom um before he could head back to his office to treat other campers from other groups yeah i think that was his own way of like getting his own break or something yeah yeah that's just how phenomenal he was at his job yeah I do give this guy a lot of credit though, seriously, um, especially um, because I did mention that during the week of Camp Olympics, there had been some campers in some camp groups, including in my particular group 1B, who were sick and need to go home immediately due to their medical illnesses. Um, this guy did his best to get in touch with most of these campers' parents slash guardians and even remained patient when he was unable to get in touch with the adults. Um, I especially admired his patience and calmness during those times um, because I can't imagine what, what school nurses have to go through on a daily ba- basis. Um, contacting children's parents slash guardians and oftentimes not getting an immediate response from them um yeah my mom works as a school nurse in the new york department of education you know at a 
middle or elementary school level um somewhere in the bronx and so she often has plenty of horror stories to share about that you know her attempts to get in touch with parents slash guardians um when necessary so yeah i'm not gonna stray off topic by talking about that but obviously you guys get the general idea um so yeah this guy really did his best during those crazy hectic times um that's why that one time the female assistant director suggested contacting the police um in the future like if we weren't able to get an immediate response from parents and guardians to come pick up their respective children from camp if they were feeling seriously ill or injured um i really like that suggestion a lot um sometimes the assistant directors and the camp manager also do their own part in contacting parents and guardians as well when necessary and um i definitely understood their frustration at times and their inability to get in touch with the adults responsible for their campers yeah and as for this nurse guy um unfortunately he himself became sick with covid during the last two weeks of the dumont camp yeah so in his absence during those last two weeks of camp um we counselors and you know the specialists as well were the ones taking in this guy's place um being in his office and you know even bringing his whole first aid kit when necessary like the music specialist girl brought this guy's first aid kit like outdoors on the last day of camp you know which was august 12th that friday um because that day was the day of the camp carnival you know just sort of as a way to celebrate the last day of the dumont camp so um yeah so that music specialist brought in the first aid kit and um she was the one in charge of one of the um carnival game activities and so my group 1b met with her for that particular (coughs) sorry game activity and so when one of the campers in the group started getting some injuries um she asked me to like open up the first aid kit bag and to get give some bandage bandages out to some of these campers who needed them so yeah we staff were in control of the first aid kit and medical emergency stuff in the absence of this guy the nurse guy i mean and i heard that he had initially been planning to work the two extra shifts over at the mawa camp Um, But obviously, because he fell ill, I don't think he was ever really able to do that. Um, Yeah, that made us all feel a little bit bad for him. Because as the nurse, he definitely worked so hard and so diligently. And yeah, also, he has that amazing sense of humor. Just being able to like engage and connect with the campers, including my 1B campers one time this asian girl in my group 1b was complaining of a belly ache 
and so i offered to take her to this dude's office so he could give her some water and lie down on the resting thing whatever it's called for a for a little bit um this girl said that her stomach ache was something minor so it wasn't too serious or anything while we were both in this office this guy engaged with this girl young girl just asking her questions about food and whatnot like what's your favorite food kind of thing and this girl says that she's korean and so they had a conversation about how korean food is her favorite food and you know just stuff of that nature and you know she also like taught this guy like how to say hello and goodbye in korean um this girl was super sweet and a generally well-behaved camper and I always had the pleasure pleasure of seeing her early in the morning at the gym for the pre-camp shift, you know, way before like the general like camp activities started after the morning dismissals. Um, yeah, so she was one of the campers who was enrolled in pre-camp, not post-camp, but just only pre-camp. Um, pre-camp along with a lot of campers from other groups also enrolled in pre-camp and she and at least three or four of my 1b campers were also in pre-camp and so this girl's mom was always the one who dropped her off in the mornings and came to pick her up in the afternoons anyway this girl and the nurse dude were engaged in conversations about you know just about anything you know her korean culture and everything and yeah this guy also had a chance to you know play trivia with her you know like he would do with the rest of my 1b campers in our classroom so you know he asked this girl like how to spell some words and how to and also asked this girl the definition of a word you know just the fun stuff that he would usually do with us 1b campers and all the usual good ways he would engage with the, those campers. And I was just about to use this opportunity to tell this guy about my Nigerian culture. Um, because he did start asking me a few questions about the food that we eat in our culture. <clears throat> but you know, just when I was about to do that, it was sadly interrupted when the girl was suddenly like, you know what, Miss Sarah? I think I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> you know, something like that. I was relieved that she was feeling a bit better and that her stomach ache was finally gone. So that meant I was able to take her back to our 1B classroom to meet up with the rest of the time for art class. Um, because at the time, he had been art time with the art specialist for the 1B campers. And so now I'm going to talk about the two camp managers and the two assistant camp directors, like I promised. So, yeah, we did have two camp managers, one of them being the black dude who sort of served as the main head of the camp and was and was more so present at camp than the physically present at camp than the Hispanic woman. Um, the black dude was the one who actually interviewed me via Zoom for the summer camp position in the first place. And I mentioned that one of the things he asked me was what values the YWCA represents. 
to which I answered by saying that the main purpose of the YWCA is to empower women and to eliminate racism. So yeah, he was really impressed with me during the interview and my responses as well. And he was a pretty chill, laid-back dude. That was the type of good vibe that I got from him. (laughs) He is married, and his kids are those twin boys who are also enrolled there at the camp in Group 1A. The youngest age group of campers for specifically the four-year-olds. So this guy must be in his early 30s or something, just a few years younger than the black assistant director dude who I'll talk more about in just a few so this camp manager was mostly present at camp Um, there were a few times in which he was absent so so it was just the two assistant directors running things in his absence Um, there was only one time in which the camp manager (coughs) sorry (coughs) sorry Yeah, there was only one time in which he decided to take off for one day um, so that he could oversee the Mawa camp and check on the staff and campers there. So at that time, on that one day, it was only the two assistant directors running things in his absence. But for the most part, he was always there. He was the one who also got me to physically visit the YWCA office in Hackensack to fill out some paperwork and all that beautiful stuff, read the physical paper presentation of the YWCA's code of conduct and stuff like that. I recorded my fingerprinting and drug screening appointment dates to him. And yeah, that's pretty much it. He was a nice guy. Um, He talked to my dad that one time on the phone, clarifying some questions about my payment and my salary. And um, I think it was on my birthday, which is August 5th, when I was taking my cake home. And he, he offered to help me carry my cake to walk it over to my dad's car. And that's when... That's when and where my dad met him in the flesh for the first and only time. (laughs) You know, like interacted with him that one time. My dad was like, hey, how are you kind of thing? Like, yeah. (laughs) And so for the rest of the time, whenever my dad would come early to come pick me up, he would see me and the rest of us staff members in action, you know, saying at our respective campers at afternoon dismissal. And, you know, just chilling and having fun. So he definitely see the camp manager dude signing up some of the 1A campers. <coughs> Sorry. As well as the assigned counselors from that group. <coughs> mm. Sorry. Um, I mentioned before that the camp manager himself often fills in as the counselor for Group 1A um, because that's the group that his two sons, you know, the identical boys, were enrolled in. And so he did that to kind of keep an eye on them during the day. 
Let me just give myself another water break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm back. So I can tell that the camp manager is a dedicated father um, because he often takes such great care of his sons while at camp. Since they're a bit rambunctious for their age, he would sometimes get them to be on their best behavior. Um, It was a bit hard for me to tell them apart physically. But there have been a few times in which I was able to distinguish them based on the color of their socks. Um, So one boy was wearing green socks. The other one would be wearing black. Um, So that was the one and only time I was able to easily tell them apart. In terms of their physical appearances, not so much. But, you know, they're still cute and adorable nonetheless. Um, The blonde girl counselor for group 1A once noted that one of the boys resembles their mother, you know, who's the wife of the camp manager. So that's how she's able to tell them apart. And, you know, the other boy also has his father's face, you know, the camp manager himself. So I don't think the boys were ever signed up for either pre-camp or post-camp. Um, because the camp manager always arrived at camp at around 8.15 or so, which would be about 15 minutes before the pre-camp shift was over. And then we would have the morning dismissal outside at the front of the school building from 8.30 to 9. And so in the afternoons um, for afternoon dismissal, um, he would leave with the boys after all of us counselors have fully finished signing out our respective campers um so that meant they did not have post camp either um i think there was a certain time that he needed to be back home with the kids and i never did get the chance to ask him what his wife did for a living um during the week of camp olympics the camp manager was the one who was assigned the leader of the green team um, which is the same team his sons were also assigned. So I think he was able to like help them out in winning most of the games and activities. I also mentioned that the green team ended up winning. So that's every single camper from every camp, different camp groups who are assigned to the green team. A few of my 1B campers were assigned also assigned to the green team for that particular week so that meant they were the winners (laughs) um one thing i got to learn about the camp manager was that he he had exceptional basketball skills like 
One of the camp activities that I mentioned was knockout basketball, um, which was played indoors in the gym. Um, so I think how I can explain knockout basketball is that two or more players try to get a shot in the net, you know, competing with each other to get a score or something. <laughs> um, uh, and this dude was just great. Like, it was hysterical to me for whatever reason. Like, and yeah, he, the green team did end up winning that game overall. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty chill guy as well as strict with the campers when necessary. Um, not necessarily with us staff, but he was mostly strict with the campers. I mentioned that he stood up for the music specialist girl when the group four slash five campers, you know, the eldest age group of campers, ages nine through 12, um, they were kind of being disrespectful to her, um, complaining that they didn't want to be a part of the camp talent show. Um, the camp manager, who definitely ran and managed things, let these campers know that disrespecting authority was not allowed at camp. And um, he made him apologize to this poor girl and the campers, you know, they did apologize to her and they did eventually agree and promise to participate in the talent show after all. So yeah, happy ending for all of us. Sometimes he himself would be the one making uh, phone calls to campers, parents and guardians. And he definitely had access to all the campers' records and contact info. He had his own office, which was a smaller room with windows that were often closed because of cabinets and books and other stuff blocking the windows. And so that's where some of us staff would have our lunch break, including me on a few occasions. Um, this dude was mostly the manager at camp. Um, but he wasn't the only manager of the YWCA. He and the Hispanic woman were the two main camp managers. Um, so now I'm going to talk more about this woman. Um, she's Hispanic and she serves as the director, the director of youth development. Yeah, that is her exact title at the YWCA, the Director of Youth Development. Um, she too is the camp manager, um, I guess assistant manager, I would say, um, and because she wasn't always present at camp. Um, but she does look to be a few years older than the black camp manager um, because she mentioned that she's now in her mid-30s she's very pretty i've got to say like that's a well-known fact <laughs> um she is married and there was one time that i saw her son whom she brought to camp and her son looked like he was six or something so roughly the same age as the 1b campers but he is not an enrolled camper he's just a visitor i also noticed that her son kind of looks like her and during the last few weeks of camp she looked like she's expecting another bun in the oven <laughs> i know i really shouldn't be saying something like that out loud but you know it really is true though she was the camp manager as well and 
she had made apparent physical appearances to the camp a few times maybe at least once every single week i wasn't really sure if she ever volunteered to work the extra two shifts over at the mawa camp um but she definitely was the one that went around asking us staff if we were open to doing either the pre-camp shift or the post-camp shift during the fall period so from september through december that was when i initially told her i was interested in doing pre-camp before i eventually changed my mind to doing post-camp instead Um, But then she said that she wanted us to send her an email confirmation about our availability so that she could note it down and contact us when it was time for us to, you know, begin those shifts. And so that was the time in which I kind of forgot to confirm my availability to her, you know, my availability and doing the post-camp shift this time. So, yeah, when I reached out to her via email and asked her if the roles were still open, um, she told me that, um, unfortunately, both shifts have already been filled. So that there's always next summer, meaning this summer, of course, um, which for now at this moment remains uncertain. Um, She didn't have a particular office at the school building, um, but she would mostly be in the office of the two assistant camp directors, you know, just because it was larger and more spacious and everything. Yeah, and she also had access to the campers' records and all that wonderful stuff, so she made phone calls and sent out emails as well. I have just connected with her on LinkedIn, so I'm hoping to hear from her soon. I also recently connected with the Black Camp Manager um, a few weeks ago, and um, as of a few days ago, he just accepted my connection request, which is super great. (laughs) Now I'm just waiting and hoping for this woman to do the same. Um... Yeah, as for this woman, she was actually the first of the staff members to get in touch with me um, via email. Um, When I was first going through the YWCA website, looking for some job opportunities, there were a few that stood out to me. Um, Not necessarily the summer camp jobs, but just like general um, positions within them, such as executive assistant and social media specialist the one thing that really more so caught my attention the most was the social media specialist position Um, i reached out to her via email asking if the social media specialist position was available Um, because it was a full-time position and it actually required someone who had a bachelor's degree in journalism or a media related field such as myself and (laughs) that totally sounds that sounds like me as a qualified candidate um she told me at the time that unfortunately um the position was already filled and no longer available And so that's when she recommended that I um, 
apply for the summer camp position job, which I have since acquired. And so for the summer camp job, she asked me to get in touch with the black HR dude uh, via email and send him my resume. And he was the one who got me, who got back to me via email and arranged an interview for me with the black camp manager dude um, via Zoom, of course. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about this guy in the HR department. And also the fact that he once tried to help me set up direct deposit via Trinet by giving me their customer service number to reach out to them directly for assistance in setting up direct deposit. Um, this guy's a pretty nice guy. Um, he too had been physically present at the Dumont camp at least twice or three times. Um, he is in his mid-40s and he's also a super nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> and since Anchor is about to remind me soon about, soon about my recording time limit. Uh, actually, scratch that. Um, I actually just used 45 minutes so far. Um, um, but I feel like if I were to go on for another 10 minutes, which would be, I for i guess for 55 minutes um that's usually around the same time anchor would remind me with the whole hey you've got five more minutes left you know kind of thing so yeah i do hate when that happens but you know then again it's anchor so what can you really do about it i legit have no control over their rules at all i mean i just really like to use their app for recording the most because i trust that every single thing i'm saying right now is making it into the recording so and it better like i mean even if it doesn't um that's what I really love about the app is that it gives you the opportunity to edit audio when necessary, which um, apparently and unfortunately does seem like a lot of work. But, you know, I'm not that much of a tech genius uh, to be that skilled in figuring out how to like edit the audio. So, yeah, I'm trying my best right now. And so that means that I'm going to have to cut this episode short for now. And, um, for the Sunday episode, I'll just talk about the two assistant camp directors, you know, you know, the black dude and the Hispanic girl. Um, they're going to be the last of my co-workers that I'll talk about. And I promise you that that is going to be a brief episode. A pretty brief one so yeah I'm just gonna talk about them too and I think in the episode after that I'll talk about my overall positive experience at the YWCA and maybe try to incorporate my experiences working at the YMCA as well back in summer of 2021 so yeah that is pretty much all i have to say for this episode if you have any questions comments or 
feedback about my show in general um as long as you keep it positive and constructive um please don't be afraid to hit me up on facebook instagram twitter linkedin and a million other places on social media i am very active on instagram and i have two accounts my personal which is summer girl of 97 that's s-u-m-m-e-r-g-i-r-l-o-f-9-7 summer girl of 97 and my professional which is sarah underscore journalist so my name's sarah with an h underscore and the word journalist um in the meantime i wish you all an amazing week stay safe stay warm and i hope that you know you guys have a great new month um i literally cannot believe that we are in february right now um you know this year just seems to be going by pretty fast already and literally just even started um but i just hope that the general rest of 2023 treats y'all swimmingly um yeah that's all i have to say for now so stay tuned to my sunday episode where i talk about the two assistant camp directors like they'll be the last two of my co-workers that i'll ever talk about and yeah so stay tuned for that and be patient with me as i get get the script up and ready for that and yeah